In fact, companies are not telling us they don't have data. What they're telling us is a struggle is that they have so much data that they don't know how to use. Two thirds of companies are saying that they have the data, but they can't accomplish the goals that they're looking to accomplish. So that's the number one reason why businesses are turning to AI. They try to make data actionable. Welcome back everyone to the CX Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Rose Earhart. On today's show, we are thrilled to have a returning guest and that is Omer Minkara, Vice President and Principal Analyst at Aberdeen. And today, Omer and I will be discussing generative AI and how to empower employees and managers to be more engaged. Omer, welcome back to the show. This is number four for you and I. Yes, good to be back, Amelia. You know, you've got, you've got so much research and information for us to tap into. So we appreciate you coming back on the show with us once again. I know that our listeners love your content as well. So for our new listeners, why don't you remind us a little bit about your background and tell us what you do with Aberdeen? Absolutely. I am the VP and Principal Analyst for Aberdeen's Contact Center and Customer Experience Research. So what that means is day in, day out, I speak with a lot of CX, customer service and contact center leaders. Well, I try to understand what's keeping them up at night, but then on the other side, I also try to figure out what are some of the strategies that seem to be working for them to help tackle some of these challenges. And then once we have a good understanding of what's working out there, we turn that into, you know, cutting edge research to share with business decision makers out there. Yeah. And we are talking about such a hot topic today, which of course is generative AI. It's been all the buzz since the early part of 2023 and beyond. So it's certainly in the plans for many business leaders out there that are listening. Yet again, the term AI has been in our lives for quite some time now. So to kick things off, why don't we go through the differences between generative AI? How does that that differ really from traditional AI? Gen AI, generative AI, it's been all the buzz, right? So since earlier part of the year, and there's a bit of confusion out there. So great question to get started. So traditional AI has got its own branches. It's got machine learning. It's got automation. Gen AI is absolutely a part of the broader AI umbrella, but it's a section, it's a slice of the broader AI umbrella. So what Gen AI does and does really well, and it's doing even better over time, it takes user input, which could be in the form of text, it could be a voice, and it creates content. Again, those content could be you know, text, it could be generating images, it could be generating voices, turning user input into content that's generated by those algorithms. And overall, AI itself is able to find out root causes for, as an example, what's driving customer service inquiries through a phone, what's driving an increase in live chat conversations. It's also supporting automation, which is all about, say, driving self-service, driving agent empowerment. But Gen AI is really a section of the broader AI umbrella. It's not really interchangeable with the whole AI category uh, itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it seems like everybody I know has at least dabbled with generative AI to test it out, see what we can come up with. Have you noticed that in your world that most of your colleagues are really starting to make it a part of their more daily lives? Absolutely. And in fact, the other day while grocery shopping, I was speaking with a clerk at the checkout and we end up having a conversation about how AI could be used during the self-checkout process. It's really becoming a key part of not just business activities, but even on the consumer side, it's really becoming interchangeable. So there's a lot of focus, both on the business side on how and uh, why AI could be used. And on the consumer side, how do we drive productivity gains from it? Exactly. So much potential here. It's exciting stuff. Omar, there seems to be a lot of different reasons why businesses are discussing using Gen AI in their activities. 
Some of the more common ones seem to include reducing costs and, of course, empowering employees. So what are some of the top reasons that you see CX leaders using or plan to use those Gen AI opportunities within their activities? Yeah, another good question. So cost cuts are definitely a factor, but oftentimes there's this image that AI is coming here to cut costs and replace workers. It's just not true. I mean, there's definitely a part of uh, an emphasis on cost reduction, especially given the scope of what's happening in the broader world economy. Inflation is still persisting. Cost of living is increasing. So businesses are trying to find ways to be cost competitive. AI is this latest technology that's in the horizon and actually here that companies are turning to see how they can cut costs. But it's not just cost cutting. In fact, I've been monitoring AI overall for quite some time on why are companies investing in AI? Why are they planning to invest in AI? And we recently have done a trend analysis going back to data worth five years. Seems like the number one reason why is, guess what, Amelia? It's about data-driven interactions. So companies are telling us that they have a ton of data about their customers, a ton of operational data. In fact, companies are not telling us they don't have data. What they're telling us is a struggle is that they have so much data that they don't know how to use. Two thirds of companies are saying that they have the data, but they can't accomplish the goals that they're looking to accomplish. So that's the number one reason why businesses are turning to AI. They try to make data actionable. Second top reason is no surprise employee empowerment. So there's notion around AI is here to replace workers and jobs are going to go away. Yes, some jobs are going away, but it's not because those jobs are not necessary. It's just because they were more simpler, less complex jobs. If you need a cable signal reset, if you want to learn about your latest billing balance, you probably don't need to speak uh, with a customer service rep. So those are the kinds of inquiries that are moving towards self-service and AI-influenced activities. The more complex issues, they're not going away. So companies are trying to support their employees with AI capabilities so they can reduce handle times, improve employee productivity. So that's the second top goal. Third reason why companies are investing is decreasing costs. So that's where cost cuts are coming. It's in the top three, but again, number one reason is driving intelligence CX with data. Second top reason is employee empowerment. Thirdly, it's cost reduction. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to dive a little deeper here on really empowering employees because that is one of the biggest controversies around Gen AI and AI in general. There's been talk that AI is coming to replace jobs, but talk about how true that is, especially in the contact center. Is it really coming to take away agents' jobs or do you see a different reality on the ground? I'm curious to hear some of those specific ways that it can empower employees because I know that some of those simple tasks being taken away it must mean that there's more free time for agents to really take on those more complex tasks, right? Yes, absolutely. So when we speak with the different business leaders and their plans, there is a desire across businesses to have AI be able to handle all those interactions, regardless of how complex they are. But the reality is, as a capability, AI just is not there yet. So it doesn't have the human cognition, empathy, uh, critical thinking, it's, it does the programmatic execution real value. Program it, it executes over and over again without errors. And that's really perfect for refreshing a cable signal, providing someone with their latest balance or things of that sort that are less complex. But agents' jobs are not going away. It's really evolving. So what AI is doing now 
is actually augmenting agents. So agents are becoming super agents where they can turn to AI and they're supportive of AI to be able to do their jobs, to become customer service heroes. If anything, it's actually making agents' jobs more meaningful and fulfilling. Yeah, I've experienced that on a couple of calls I've been on recently when I call to get a question answered or, or find a solution to a problem. When I can tell that AI is really bolstering what the agent can do to me, the whole interaction goes so much smoother. And I can tell as a customer, I'm way less likely to make a change because those interactions do go so well. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about how specifically you see AI capabilities influence contact center success. You mentioned that, of course, agents' jobs aren't going away, or at least not yet. But how do you see AI influencing agent activities? So there's different ways. One of them I actually uh, referred to recently. So that is providing agents with suggestions. So let's say I'm serving you, Amelia, as your customer service rep, and you're inquiring about the latest product availability for, I don't know, a sweater. And it's not in stock, and you'd like to know when it's going to be in stock. Never too early to start shopping for Christmas, right? So <laughs> in that spirit, what AI is helping agents is it allows them to find out what's the right repository that they can pull the information from. So they can find out what's the right repository that houses the information. They can be provided with automated next step guidance. So right on the agent desktop, there could be prompts telling agents uh, based on conversational intelligence, listening to the voice or the text, telling agent, here's what you should do next. Maybe customers are unhappy and they're talking about stopping their service. The agent can be prompted saying, hey, you may want to offer the customer a $15 reward or you may want to offer the customer some sort of rebate. Many different examples. Next best action is one of them. Another one is coaching and guidance in real time. So agents oftentimes wait for the end of the month, end of the quarter to get their coaching and guidance. With AI, it could be done in real time. Literally, as soon as the interaction ends, it could be evaluated and the agent could be getting personalized coaching saying, hey, you weren't necessarily listening to customer to all time. Here's a quick uh, you know, coaching or tutorial on customer listening skills. Again, many different examples, but that's definitely wonderful. And yet another one is targeted skills. The agent may be on a path to, let's say, handle multiple interaction channels. So not just phone, but also social media. So again, it can find out agents' intraday capabilities to see what's the downtime, as you mentioned, and many of the agents are going to have. So really add more skills and uh, capabilities to the agents' uh, you know, arsenal that they're able to become more fulfilled, more capable in handling different interactions. And then lastly, fraud prevention, customer authentication. When you're on the phone with a customer, you want to make sure that the customer is who they say they are. If they're especially accessing their bank account information, healthcare records, it's not just for compliance, but also for customer trust. That's another area where AI is able to listen in the customer's voice, voice biometrics, speech analytics, and really find out, is the customer the person that they say who they are? So the agent can have trust and ensure compliance at the same time. Yeah, those poor examples you just gave, those are huge ways that an organization can use all that data that they have. And as you mentioned previously, if that data is just sitting around and it's not being used effectively, what's the use, right? Well, this is putting that data to work by while also freeing up the agent to really focus on doing a great job. So those, that's a lot of great information there. Omar, lastly, if there's one thing that you would suggest from your research that our viewers should really prioritize and our listeners prioritize when using AI to maximize their benefits, what would you suggest they start with? Gosh, it's a, it's a loaded category, right? So I think I would say make sure that it's built on the right foundation. So 
Think of AI as building a house that's going to become prosperous as a business, either in customer service, but also elsewhere in your organization. So that house is built on data and you need a good data structure. So what I mean by that is the traditional analogy, garbage in, garbage out. If you're putting bad data in, the analysis, the root cause and automation, what's going to end up happening is you're getting bad outcomes, bad content, bad decisions. So you always want to have a unified view of customer data, your data being high quality, relevant. I would definitely prioritize and really suggest and emphasizing data hygiene. So the AI tools are going off of the right data. So you're essentially generating the right analysis and ultimately the right action off of the right data. Yeah, it seems like that would require a lot less backtracking and you're just starting off in the right direction to begin with. So data hygiene, that's great, great info there. Well, Omar, it's a, such a pleasure every single time you join us on the show. I always learn something new. Why don't you let all of our listeners and our viewers know how they can read more about your research and get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. And it's my pleasure to join as well, Amelia. And uh, for our listeners, if you'd like to learn more, please check out www.aberdeen.com where you can see more of the CX, but also other technology categories and research in those areas. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to hopefully episode number five in the future. Omar, thank you so much for being with us on the CX Pulse podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast is brought to you by NICE, the world's leading cloud CX platform. Go to nice.com to learn more about our innovative and comprehensive end-to-end -end CX solution. That's nice.com.